What's up, everyone? Welcome to Bomb City Locker Room Talk Podcast. You're listening to episode 128. I'm Jim. My name is Mike Hunt. I'm Adrian. My name is Michael Soto. We got a guest on the podcast tonight. Uh, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, and I am currently a student at UofL. Uh, National Guard there, and just completing college. Keep up with sports and whatnot, and just just like y'all in Kentucky and he is my favorite nephew oh very nice so family (laughs) and that's my favorite aunt so Louisville good am I saying it right Louisville 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 there you go Louisville Louisville. there's just no there's no I there's you you just you really don't pronounce the I yeah Louisville it's kind of it's kind of like New Orleans it's either Nolens New Orleans it's like one of those, it's hard to know what's correct. So with somebody that lives around the area, not from Louisville, if they call it something intentionally or wrong intentionally, is it meant as like a slander? Like they're trying to be yeah, dicks? Yeah, it's, it's almost, uh, if you say Louisville or Louisville in front of anybody from Louisville, I mean, they're obvious, they're going to correct you. Yeah. <laughs> take it personal. <laughs> For some it reason. Personal. It's like, you dick! <laughs> like, like, we're really good at sports and we have a reputation to uphold, but... You absolutely <laughs> absolutely football team was good this year yeah a little bit until the yeah. uh till the end i wear longhorn stuff around campus still. do you do you get I, shit oh yeah all the time oh yeah but that we're actually going to the uh texas and uk game next year with nice. like nice over t- probably 20 people oh, big group awesome. from 15 from kentucky and then everybody else from our family who wants to go so sweet yeah. we're already looking at airbnbs and Stuff like that in the area to stay in, so I'm excited. I'm excited to hear your voice. I love the accent. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I couldn't really tell it until we got on the podcast yeah. and everything. Now, and Adrian's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Well, he's your nephew. You hear it all the time. Yeah, that's I don't what, hear the true Kentuckian. That's what my cousins and family always say. They're like, "Man, I love when you come down to listen to your voice." I'm like, "I don't hear it." So <laughs> you're just used to it. Yeah, just playing background, of course. You're in the National Guard? I am, yeah, in the Kentucky National Guard. Kentucky National Guard. So what's your MOS? I'm an 11 Bravo, which is an infantryman. Nice, nice. Yeah, I didn't score very high on the ASVAB. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I got stuck with that job. Well, they always say the people that score worse on it usually go just straight Army infantrymen. So there you go, and step up. Yeah. Um, So what made you, what like drew you into into that area? I originally... uh, from the time of like seventh grade, I told myself, I'm going to apply to West Point. I want to play football because I was a field goal kicker and punted and all that for our middle school team all the way through until I graduated for a long time. Yeah. And uh, while I kicked, I was like, I want to go to West Point and play football. So I applied to West Point, uh, got nominated by Senator Rand Paul, got all the PT tests done, uh, contacted the football coaches. But considering West Point is such a competitive school and it's an Ivy, it's considered an Ivy league school. Right, uh, yeah. My ACT scores went through and they were like, there's no way in hell you're getting here. So uh, yeah, I didn't get in. So hell I yeah. said, I'm going to join the national guard, do online school and work and have them pay for a hundred percent of the tuition. Yeah. There you go. That's the way to do it. Get my Definitely. degree. And as right now I plan on after I get my degree and get on my national guard contract, moving to Texas and I'd, hopefully want to be a uh, Texas state trooper. My dad's a Kentucky state trooper, but I've been, I'll be in Kentucky for at that point of 24 years. So yeah. I don't want to be there. Right. Right. <laughs> any longer. It's time to, to get away. It's to time get to out. Scott's to dad was a law enforcement officer for a long time. Uh, so he knows how that world like is. Seven years. 
Yeah. <laughs> two, two, two or three well, years while I was born. Yeah, he was a cop yeah. here in the 80s uh, in Amarillo. You, you've been exposed to it too, so. Yeah, I've been exposed to like a lot of police officers have yeah. exposed themselves to me. Um, <laughs> but no, that's interesting. So, um, so what are you going to school in? Is it criminal justice type? So I'm a major in history, actually, with a minor in political science. Uh, I enjoy... This is going to be awesome tonight. I just, I just enjoy history and politics. So I love getting I enjoy into, history, Yeah, politics. Though. Yeah. <laughs> politics is more my thing, but when it, uh, political science, I actually started off as a political, political science major, and then it got... I ended up dropping it and going history and switching them because it came, it came with a lot of law and yeah. memori- memorizing things. I'm not good at memorizing things. Yeah. So I was having straight just C's and D's and was almost failing. So I was like, I'm going to switch before I fail. <laughs> right. And I owe the National Guard $8,000. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't want them calling. No, you don't not want at them all. Calling on. Of course um, not. That's pretty cool. I mean, obviously, you know, to get into West Point, to get to that point, you have to, you know, coming a senator's letter of recommendation is huge. And to get it from Rand Paul is great. Love yeah. the guy. Love yeah. a lot of his policies, love a lot of his um, his attitude and his kind of approach to everything. So that is very interesting. Yeah, there was 250 people, I think, applied, and only five of us got it. And I had to send my ACT score to him uh-huh. for him to determine if I was qualified enough, and he still nominated me. Yeah. And I still got rejected because of the <laughs> ACT score, so I was like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> Maybe it was the West Point overlooking yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, well, and isn't it, isn't it like they, they only take in so many people per state also? Is yes. that how it comes down? It, it's around, it's very, uh, they're very picky. I believe it's five people per state they usually go for. Uh, for West Point, it'd yeah. be about five people per state. Yeah. And the reality is, is if you just happen to be born in the same year as... 10 other people that are a lot more connected in the entire state of Kentucky, you're just going to miss out on that opportunity. You're, you're, unfortunately. Out of, you're out of luck, which I don't know how I got it. I must've lucked out with nobody wanting to apply that year, but <laughs> uh, I lucked out. So Rand Paul's always like, I like this guy. Yeah. So why Texas? Why do you want to move here? So again, a lot of family and more just getting away. So I, I had uh, two different options. Uh, we went to Montana this summer because I always wanted to go to Montana and I was like, oh, I want to be a game warden there until I found out how much game wardens make and how much it is to live <laughs> yeah, in Montana. That's what I used to so, want to do when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. So I found out, <laughs> all right, well, can I, can I make a real living in Montana where it's so expensive with a 40K salary? Probably not. So I was like, well, what's another state I'd be willing to live in? Texas. I like it here. So I was like, Texas State Trooper would be something I'd be more interested in doing while making good money and being able to live. <laughs> You could be one of those van people, you know, they live in the van and that's all that they do is live in their van. And, oh, I've thought about it, you know, working at a jet ski rental place in Florida or something. Oh yeah. See, I think that's a little bit, you know, if you're going to live in your van, you need to go somewhere either tropical or you need to go somewhere like in the mountains. Yeah. Um, I went to school with a guy that that's what he did as soon out of high school as he went and he, I think it was, um, something park, Colorado, winter park, Colorado, winter park, Colorado. And he just went and worked and snowboarded and lived in people's houses, lived in people's mm-hmm. vans, slept in his van for a while. Um, I think he did whitewater rafting in Bear yeah. River. He just slept in this car. Fucking weird guy. I couldn't yeah. do yeah. that stuff. I No, it'd drive me insane. No, I, I did it one summer. And I it was couldn't terrible. either. I, I've watched some of the YouTube videos of people that live in their cars, and it's like, it's, it's insane. How they adapt and what they modify to be able to do that, I could never... Yeah, we had a I had a buddy named Aiden. Uh, I worked at Top Golf while I was while I'm at school at Louisville. And while I'm working there, this guy, he was living in his vehicle and was just 
the biggest hippie you could ever know. And he he quit and moved to Col- or moved to Colorado for a little bit, and then moved to Utah. Now he's working at a ski resort, just just all living, the, all, just living. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I can't hate on a guy for doing that. That's that's awesome. Hey, if I was single, no kids, young, yeah. I'd do the same thing. Yeah, he's Absolutely. 22, no kids, nothing. <laughs> just there's there's nothing wrong with that. I think that would be my dream is to just jump around to different ski resorts. Oh uh, yeah, that'd be and awesome. not have any responsibility. Did you enjoy skiing when you went? Yeah, I love skiing. I hated yeah. skiing. I don't think I, I I like tubing. That was just more fun because you could be drunk and it not hurt as bad. I tried uh, one time and I got it was skiing. <laughs> it was so hard. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I mean, you could be drunk at what anything. Was it pizza, French fry, pizza, or what is it? The two things that they tell you snow to do plow, pizza. Oh, is it snowplow? I mean, that's I that's pretty much what the pizza is. I thought it snowplow. was French fry. The snowplow is the pizza. Yeah. Yeah. When you yeah, yeah pizza, French fry. Bring the pizza. nose of your skis together. Yeah. Yeah. You, you do that to I, slow down. right? I guarantee you almost hit a tree like fucking Sony. No, Bono. no, no. I didn't, didn't almost you? hit a tree. I just fell. A that's lot. why you don't like it. Yeah. No, I was terrible at it. <laughs> it was absolutely terrible at it. Of course. Well, yeah. I'm not gonna be like, damn, this sucked. I was terrible at it. I had so much fun though. I can't wait to spend seven hundred dollars <laughs> and do it again. Well, that's how it was with skateboarding when I was a kid. Like, failed so many times. It was terrible, but I loved it. Busted my face open, yeah. my chin. I fell once on a skateboard and was done. I was uh, like, I'm just going to stick to blading. Same. Yeah. Like, I can't. No. I felt so uncomfortable with it. I wanted to be one of the cool kids in the 90s, but I just couldn't do it. That oh, was so popular back right then. But yeah, Texas. Well, where do you want to live in Texas? Uh, I, honestly, I haven't been anywhere other than Lubbock and Amarillo. Oh, <laughs> so, bless your heart. So oh, I damn. I don't know. So, You've got a uh, great wide world of Texas awaiting you. Exactly. Yeah, so my Texas dad, is very vast. Yeah. My, <laughs> my dad, who's from Texas, was telling me, he's like, if you're a state trooper here, you don't really, you don't get to pick where you live. Yeah. So he's like, you're going to go wherever they tell you. Right. He goes, but it might not be a problem for you considering you're from Kentucky and you don't know what Texas is like. It's such a big state. You're going to meet new people. You're going to see new places. And even when I come to Amarillo and I see them, when I go to the mall or go out to eat, I'm like, I've never, like all these people I've never seen, like it's it's a new world. It's kind of yeah, cool right. to yeah. meet new people and go out. And uh, and I don't know, Lubbock to me is not as much, but Amarillo is a good little melting pot. Like you can go, we've got a lot of different neighborhoods and a lot of just different groups of people that I think it's a good, good representation of everything. For the most part, people treat each other well mm-hmm. around here. For the most part. For the most part. Unless you're trying to get a parking spot. I mean, I, w- I would say, you or know, driving. You, your general just generosity, in, you know, is higher around these parts than anywhere else. In the country. Yeah. Yeah. You go down the parts of South Texas. Like here, if you were to need, if you're driving down the road and you need to turn around, you can just turn around and people yeah. stop. And you go down to like Austin, Dallas, and you need to turn around, bust a bitch in the middle of the road and someone will flip you off or start <laughs> honking. Here, we're just like, I see what you're doing. It's a slower pace of life for sure. Yeah. Versus, you know, a San Antonio, yeah. Austin, Houston, Dallas, concrete jungle. I mean, this is... Which I like. I'm not yeah. a big people person, actually. I'm, I'd rather... Like, I can go to a bar or a club and be fine, but I'd rather live in an area where I'm not around a lot of people. A lot of people, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, how I am, too. That's... Well, if you get stationed here, I mean, you're close to Albuquerque, Denver, Oklahoma City, Dallas. Yeah, and City, I have about Dallas. 300 family members here. So there you go. That works out. I mean, it's a lot of people hate it here, but, I mean, if you're from here, it's it home. grows on you. It's home. Well, my friends, I want to bring them here because when – 
like when I send them pictures when I come here, they were like, man, I would never get bored there because when we when I send them pictures, they're like, man, it looks like the Wild West because Kentucky's <laughs> all creeks, forest, and it's just green. Here, uh, my dad was telling me he's like, I like Kentucky because it's just green. It's yeah, and I'm like. Well, I think Texas is cool because it looks like the old wild. It's just flat, mm-hmm. wild. I think it looks cool, but I think it's probably from somebody from a perspective that didn't grow up here, right? That might yeah. think of it as really cool and kind of interesting. Have you been to Powder Canyon yet? I have. Yeah, I went yeah. hiking there. Yeah, that's a, a neat little. I like it there. Yeah, I mean, it's the second largest canyon in the United States, but yeah, it is. It is very flat around here. We, there's not a lot of trees. No, but we have pockets of trees. You, you go to South Texas, East Texas. It's probably a lot like where you're from. Yeah. Lots I, of trees, vegetation. It's, when I was kicking at a Coles football camp that recruits, uh, they just rank you by your stars are the only camp that will rank you. Mm-hmm. And when I went to those, I actually knew a guy from Lake Travis high school In Austin, and he would, yeah. sim- he was, sh- she was showing me pictures and I was like, that's Texas. And he's like, yeah, that's yeah. near. And I was like, doesn't look like Amarillo. <laughs> no, it's, it's different. <laughs> yeah. We don't have a ton of water around here, yeah. you know. We've got the Canadian River and a few lakes, but down there, there's tons of lakes, tons of rivers. It's mm-hmm. a lot different. And the climate's a little bit different, too. Humidity is bad. But so here, bad. you get dry heat, so it's not terrible. It, it's not miserable, at but least in the summer. way better than Kentucky. Because when we come here yeah. for the summer, and it's 109 degrees, it... I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. But when you go to Kentucky and it's 95 degrees, you get that humidity. It's so huh? humid. Yeah. <laughs> it's awful. I can't. I can't live in humidity. No, no, it's it's the worst. That's you take a shower and you get out and you're already sweating. Yeah. Like, it's awful. How Wait. so? How big is um, Louisville? Uh, uh, Louisville is city. Louisville. I'm 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 butchering it, but I'm trying. Okay, <laughs> L- give me Louisville's give me a break. A, uh, it's it's a I think. I looked at it. I'm weird for looking it up, but I looked at like the ranking of how big it was years ago, and it was like rank. It was in the top thirty, but it has like it's right next to like Baltimore and stuff. It's like seven hundred thousand people. Seven hundred. It's a decently sized city. How close is it to Baltimore? Uh, not very close. Oh, okay. No, no. But, That's uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say how much how much overlap of crime uh, do you get from oh, Baltimore? Oh, uh, no, it's it's still not safe. <laughs> it's not a safe city. Uh. I don't know if y'all remember back in 2020, mm-hmm. uh, yep. the whole Breonna Taylor thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a very, uh, like my dad was a state cop down there during the whole, you know, 2020 uh, protests and whatnot. And it was. No, there were riots. Fuck that. All right, riots. Pro- riots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, my dad was like, yeah, he's, he didn't want me to go down there because he was out there and he's like, somebody, he'd come home and he'd be like, yeah, I have to take a shower because somebody threw a, a jar of piss and shit inside of a jar. Yeah, and just yeah. threw it at me. It broke over my riot shield and my helmet. And then they were like, "All right, we're just gonna." That's why I don't want to live in a city that has seven hundred thousand people. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, that and then the 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 state local government. My dad was frustrated because he's like, "They don't look after you." He mm-hmm. goes, "Because when you're in a very um, like a liberal city like that, he goes, they're obviously gonna go. They're gonna take the side." Of not the police, which is weird, you know? Yeah, like California. Yeah, they're going to take the side of the police. And the police, uh, my dad was like, the police are very frustrated there. They're, doing, they're, they're work, moving away. They're working yeah. 15 hours a day at, during these protests, getting crap thrown on them, getting called, you know, cussed at the whole yeah. time. And, they're, and it's the middle of summer. And the state, go- and, you know, the local government is like, hey, guys, you're in the wrong. Yeah, it's what backwards, you, right? Yeah, what are you supposed it's to totally do? Totally backwards. You, 
you're told by your bosses you're in the wrong. That, <laughs> but then behind closed doors, they're like, hey, you guys are doing great. Yeah, you know, yeah. we need you. Oh, they're making, making a difference. They're, they're making and, $70 an hour yeah. during these protests. So they're making their money, but they're also getting told at the same time. Hey, you're kind of a piece. You need to fix yourself. Yeah, they're playing it. both sides of the fence, trying to appease both but, sides. But, Politicians. But when yeah. the uh, but bureaucracy. When the, but when the whole investigation came to the state police, it was it came out clear that Louisville Metro Police had there was nothing wrong. The it was that's crazy. it was just that would never happen here. Well, the so, body but the odd body cam footage came out <laughs> and it showed that nothing was wrong with yeah. what they did. It was misinterpreted by the media. And it was awful. Yeah, and the whole city burnt down to the ground because of it. I can see. That, I mean, it has something to that nature has happened in Dallas. When you had the police officer shot. Oh, remember yeah. that? What was that? That was a long but, time ago. Was that right? 2014, 2016? So. It was in between that area. Yeah, yeah. it was. But, you know, it was during Obama. Twenty fifteen. Yeah, I think so. Our region of right. Texas, I would, I always say, is the most authentic region of Texas versus everywhere else. Oh yeah, because you've got the uh, metroplexes and. It's just like any city, you know. It's like Baltimore. It, it, it's like Los Angeles in some places, and like Austin is so liberal. I mean, it's just you get a little bit of everything in Texas. Yeah. When I had a dude in my class, he would always. He was from uh, Houston, and he would always. And I told him my family's from Amarillo, and he'd go, "Dang, that sucks." But he'd also go, "You know, Tex- when people think of Texas, when you get a picture of like what Amarillo looks like in the surrounding area." That's what people out of state usually think of mm-hmm. Texas. Flat, <laughs> Flat desert. Like that's what you think of Texas. Yeah, yeah. In, in Kentucky anyway, that's what we think of as just like the we, wild west yeah, type look. It's interesting. We went to Jamaica a month ago and a lot of people that we met on the resort, we tell them we we're from Texas and they're like, Oh, you you guys own a ranch, you have some cows, you you know, have a farm, <laughs> you have horses. I'm like, Well, we know people that have, you know, a farm or horses or things like that, but we don't personally own any of that. So that's kind of the perception. You should have told him, man. From the you should have just been like, I do. I should have. I ride my horse to work every day. They'd have gone home and told stories of the Texas cowboy they met. Yeah. So that's kind of the perception that we get from all over the country. Yeah. But no, you're right. I think a lot of people, when they think Texas, but then if you say I'm from Houston, then they have a completely different perspective. No, they do. If but you, when you say Texas, it's just. If you say you're West. Like a lot of people in Kentucky, if I say when once I say my family's from Amarillo, they think of George Strait <laughs> and Amarillo <laughs> yeah. by morning. So they're like, "Oh crap, your family's from Amarillo," and I'm like, "Yeah, I guess." But once you go there, I mean, it's not like a Dallas or Houston. No, yes, yeah, uh, we're we're what two hundred thousand right now? Yeah, a little more. Yeah, it's Houston and Dallas. I think have two different. You think of Dallas and Houston separately, almost like yeah. when, if you're living in those areas. Yeah, they've got a different vibe for sure, and you know, one's down at the coast, so it's always usually humid as hell, which Dallas is too most of the year, especially in the summer. I like, can't stand Dallas heat; it's yeah. so uncomfortable. San Antonio heat. I, San Antonio's heat. not as bad for some reason to me. I can tell a distinct difference between Austin area, San Antonio, and like Dallas. So I, just, I, I hate Houston. It is humid down there, so I, I always yes. thought it'd be dry down there too, like near it's San Antonio humid. and it's stuff. It's humid, really? yeah, it's really humid. 
It's not. A, it's not as bad. I mean, it's still. It's in gonna be nothing. Months, You'll be like, bad. this is this is not very humid. It's not it's like not what you're used. It's to not like Georgia, all. Tennessee, and Kentucky. God, no. It's no the devil's no. armpit. We were is in. What we, call it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. we were in Charleston, South Carolina, in July for our honeymoon, and it was terrible. Oh, I mean, it was. We got you walk miserable. across the street, and it's like, all right, well, my balls are wet. <laughs> I didn't even do anything. And your asshole stinks. It was so gross. <laughs> I didn't know what to wear. Like we, I packed like cotton shirts, like a cotton polo, and I went out, and I was like, what do I do? The like, day's this ruined. Is ridiculous. I can't. Oh, yes. you should. In Kentucky, it's crazy. So it's it'd be a hundred degrees outside, humid, awful, and everybody out there is going to be in. Like if we're pulling tobacco, because like, I'm from a royal county outside of louisville which Mm -hmm. only has ten thousand people so everybody's farming out there so you have all these people who are out there i mean you'll have people in jeans and then no shirt on out there just doing it because they're like dude it's too humid out here and then you have some people out there like you get a lot of uh we actually get a lot of immigrants to kentucky yeah that go out there and work on the tobacco fields and they're out there in hats long sleeve jeans boots and i'm I'm like i don't know how y'all do it that's impressive (laughs) and i get the i get the i get the the science behind it you know because it catches the wind and shit like that i was like no but that's just well it's so uncomfortable they tell a lot of them have told me that it cools us down yeah and i'm no i'm good i don't understand that no (laughs) i don't get it an air conditioner and a fan that'll cool me down not waiting on the breeze to pick up once Yeah. yeah oh my god i can't so Louisville's playing USC in the bowl game. Are you going to go to that game? I am not going to be at that game due to just me not having the money to go to that game. But They're expensive. I'm, they are. I'm a college student. Like I got the most money in the bank, you know. Well, don't get married and have kids because it, it doesn't really change. Well, <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I don't even really like kids, so that should That's good. That should, <laughs> that Keep it that way. I can't stand kids. So. Keep it that way. <laughs> no. No, it's – there's a time and place having for having kids. Have of course, fun. have yeah. fun right now. Yeah. Travel and have a good time. I'm a, yeah, go I'm see. A, you know, your your. I'm in my early twenties. Well, exactly. well, I have kids now. Exactly. Amen to that. Wait, wait. Go see your Cardinals beat fucking Lincoln Riley. Please. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> but the way Jack Plummer's been playing, uh, I don't know, man. I he's Caleb Williams isn't playing in the game, so gotta, yeah, that's that's gonna uh, hurt. It's gonna uh, hurt them, which it gives. Louisville. Which I'm I'm really against the college football players opting out of their bowl game. Cause yeah. I'm like, dude, you put your body on the line for, you know, 11, getting a free 11, education, you know, scholarship for, the, for those months, exactly. yep. you're killing your body. You're going against the best teams, especially a little playing like Notre Dame. Like you're, you're playing division one football. Why do you not go to that bowl game? I get you're going to the NFL, but it almost seems like a slap in the face to the rest of the players on the team. That's my personal opinion. I, I and agree. I, and I get why they I don't agree. go to the yeah. bowl game, but at the same time, I think it's more disrespectful. And it's more of a, a new modern thing where players are opting out, and mm-hmm. it's, it's unfortunate for the program, the players that they put in the sweat equity with throughout yeah. the season just to quit, essentially, to quit. at the end of the And go to the, the NFL year. and go maybe NFL, do good. Maybe be in the top 1% and get drafted, which that ain't going to happen with most of these kids. They get a lot of bad advice from agents and things like that. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not a big fan of the opt-outs either mm-hmm. at all. They, they, I feel like when there's an opportunity to play another game, that's another opportunity for yeah. you to market yourself, put more good film and tape out there for the NFL mm-hmm. so you can better help yourself in the draft. But yeah. uh, one of, I knew a cornerback uh, from Western Kentucky University, 
and uh, he had NFL prospect. Yeah, he could have went to the NFL his junior year, but he was like, no, nah, like I worked my ass off all throughout high school just to get to college and play college football. Exactly. Even at Western Kentucky Conference USA, like it's not a big still, conference, but it's still Division One football. Playing college football is a dream for exactly. most young people. So these it was uh, for me too. But they were like, hey, you know, you could opt out of the bowl game after you know junior year, and he goes. How would I, like, no, like, we need more I'm of that here. mentality. Yeah. <laughs> There's just a lot of kids chasing money and a lot of parents that are yeah. greedy. The that, NFL, giving them bad advice, exactly, giving their kids bad advice. And so, why is it even optional? Why have the option available at all? Well, that's just the nature of college football right now. That's no, that's okay. So, pretend I don't know anything about this. It should be easy. Why do the colleges <laughs> make it optional at all? Well, it's like why don't they say if you opt out of any part of the regular season or any part of the postseason for that matter, you're because ineligible that, to play the next year. I think if you're on the NAI deal, like and you're making like uh just like uh Arch Manning at Texas who's making more than some NFL players. Right. If you're on that, I don't I think there should be a like a pretty hefty fine, I think, if you opt out. Because one, you've been you've been making all this money. The university's put tons of money into you, right? And the fact that you're just gonna go, you know, fuck this university. I'm going to the NFL right. just to maybe fluke out in three years, which most of them do, and most yeah. of them do. Yeah. And they fluke out and they don't become anything, and then they wasted that university's <coughs> money and time. I think because well, they didn't even go to the bowl game. Yeah, in FBS, there's 130 schools. It's all competition, right? So if one school says no. If you opt out of this bowl game, then you're going to be punished. They're like, okay, deuces, I'm going to go somewhere else. The rules are not widespread, but the universal theme is every kid has the choice, right? They have the choice whether they want to play in it or not. And they have the choice whether when they declare for the NFL draft after, you know, what, two years of playing. So, so do you think it's better to have this Maverick approach to the lack of rules or do you think there should be more of an established rules there not should be like a commissioner like the nfl has a commissioner there should oh yeah because the commissioner always there makes should things be, a lot better there should be more uh more guardrails in college football but there's not like with the nil there's no rules right now Mm-mm. they can make as much as they What's want brand new so yeah they're they're, they're making more they're making more in college than they would as a rookie in the nfl so you would think that there should be less structure with it or more you there think should there should be more, be more? There should be more structure in it, um, especially with the transfer portal and and that sort of thing with them, the movement of players. Because, you know, the transfer portal opened, uh, what, a couple weeks ago, and then it's going to open again after bowl season. Do you think that's And they something... can just, if they don't like it there, they can enter the portal, put their name out there, and they can get picked up by someone else, like free agency. Yeah, yeah. But do you think that that's somewhere that college football will be going in the next 10 years? I think so. They uh, need to, they, I agree. They need, to, they need to fix the rules behind that first. Like maybe have one portal window after bowl season so that will cut down on the opt-outs, you know, and, and make give these kids incentives to play in the bowl game. Maybe they can earn bonuses from the bowl itself because they make millions of dollars even this shitty bowl we're watching here um the the gasparilla terrible this is terrible yeah the gasparilla bowl i mean that's even those bowls make good money they still make hundreds of thousands of dollars for their university 
So, I mean, there's got to be some, some rules put in place, but... But there's no incentive. The politics behind it are all over the place. And there's no, it doesn't seem like much of an incentive for colleges to do it, because if you're part of the NFL, I mean, that's a small group that you have to govern, and then they have their own rules, but that seems like hard. It seems hard to get all of the colleges to agree to that. Well, we got it. The first thing is college football needs to keep politics out, and it's turning almost too political. Yeah. And me, when I walked onto to UofL two years in a row to punt and it was nothing but politics when I got to the stadium and began the process because they were, they would tell you, all right, so this past year, my sophomore year, uh, the punter for Louisville had transferred to go play for Dion at Colorado. So they had no punter, uh, not mentioning if they were going to recruit another punter or not. So five, me and four other guys show up we're all punting. Uh, three of them get knocked out in our little punting competition we're doing. And, uh, me and the other guy both hit a four-second hang time with a 50-yard punt. And he goes, all right, you know, uh, maybe we'll see what happens and we'll contact you. You guys did really well. You guys have a very good chance of uh, possibly making the team or getting on the practice squad or whatever. And then a few days later and we get an email going, hey, we recruited this guy, punter from Texas. I don't know. Uh, I, I might be wrong. Duncanville, one of the big high schools yeah. in Texas. Mm-hmm. He was like, Hey, we got this punter. He's a four star. We already put money into him and brought him to visits and he's committed. So yeah. maybe try next year. And I was like, this is the second year in a row. Even yeah. though you're probably better than that kid. I was like, they've invested in him already. So I was like, the that, priority kid, is- that kid's parents might have more money. He, yeah. They can, cause kick when it comes to kicking and I think any other position, if you send them to Nike or Coles or any other major camps that rank high schoolers to go to college, mm-hmm. it's all politics because uh, the camps cost oh, yeah. thousands of dollars. Yep. So I went to one, and it was the only one I could ever went to. But some of these kids, they were like, this is my 12th. And, they're get, and, and, the, and the guys coaching you. So at the camps, you have guys like uh, Jason Myers, who's been a kicker in the NFL since 2013, or um, – Josh Lambeau or any of these big kickers in the NFL are at these camps coaching because the NFL gets their kickers from Coles. So we're there mm-hmm. working with NFL guys, and you have these guys who are working with the NFL kickers for thousands of dollars for years and years. They're obviously going to have a step ahead yeah. over these other and guys. And they're going to be remembered. Yeah. And they're going to be remembered. They're going to be remembered because if you're a kid and you've done 10 of them and you work, oh, yeah. you work, you work with the same NFL punter, and, he and, knows, and, you've, yeah, and you've got a little bit of skill, and he's like, I like this kid. He and keeps he, showing up. Or he knows you, like some guys at the Coles camp, they'd go so many times and they were close to this dude who used to play at Texas A&M. Yeah. And then he'd be like, oh, I know some guys at Texas A&M. Let me contact them and let them know how good of a punter you are, even though this guy next to him might be better. Yeah, He just has seen this guy more. So he's going to yeah. contact whatever university he And he's he got went. a buddy who's got a friend. Like, yeah. It, it's it's turning into politics in college football. And that's, like, honestly the last thing I'd, yeah. I'd want to see. Yeah, it's turning into just the, the minor leagues of football. Mm-hmm. It's basically what college football is now. Which is crazy because it's not – it's so hard to get into the NFL. And there's only how many teams? Thirty-two teams. Thirty-two teams. And Fifty, 50 one, slots on a team. Fifty-three man roster. Yeah, like, it's. Whew. There's only one percent that get drafted into the league yeah. onto a roster, you know. And then there's so many undrafted guys that try to make their way onto one, but it's just so difficult because mm-hmm. you have an influx of talent coming in year after year mm-hmm. after year. So the competition is outrageous. I just wish we had steroid leagues. 
Yeah. I think that Steroid would be a baseball. lot of fun. <laughs> Steroid baseball was the best damn baseball. Oh, yeah. The late period. Not- I don't give a fuck who you are. That was gold. Look, man, seeing Sammy Sosa and, and yeah. Mark McGuire hit, yeah. hit, battle it out, 98, 99, it was... It was beautiful. It was awesome. It was beautiful. But I think that would be I would think that would be a lot more fun to see. Not necessarily at the college level, but at pros. Pros. Like just yeah. let them unleash, let them mm-hmm. go crazy. I mean, that's what they essentially a shit do. Shit ton of money. We do, do that, that already, but well, they with, just don't get to like we don't get to take full benefit of the amount of sacrifice. Professional wrestling. That sounds really terrible. <laughs> professional. Yeah. They've always done that. Well, so. and exactly, and that's why it's so damn entertaining. Even the little ones. <laughs> Weren't y'all talking about going and watching the little people do oh, it? Oh, yeah. So, uh, in my <laughs> they don't like to be called the M-word, thank you very much. They uh, prefer to be called the, the little ones. The little people wrestling. <laughs> the little people wrestling. It, yeah. I, I've went to a few shows of theirs, but another one's coming. I'm a big I'm a big. <coughs> Have you heard of the uh, fan, so Rough and Rowdy, what Barstool puts on? It's, uh-uh. it's in like seen that. Uh, West Virginia. I think they do some in Kentucky, too. It's, it's just um, rednecks going at it. And they have... They have little people wrestling. They're they're boxing actually. They're just, they're just they give oh, them gloves boxing? and they get in there and box. Yeah, you say they give them gloves. They do. <laughs> they're just random dudes off the street. They're like, here, here's gloves, and they promote it. Barstool is so huge. They have well, the MMA will do that in different states too. So mm-hmm. in Kentucky, uh, my parents would always go years ago to these little fights they'd have, you know, in like. And it was almost like professional wrestling. You know, you start off in a high school gym. The MMA is yeah. kind of does the same thing. You'd have a, you know, fifty people at this little event drinking while these guys who were trying to get into MMA were just fighting and trying to get their name out there. But yeah, professional wrestling. Kinda, we, used to, we used to call that hood fights when yeah, we were growing up. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever see any hood school. fight videos? Yeah. I, oh yeah, I was about to say. I don't know. I don't talk to many early twenty people. I have some nephews, and they're all completely. Different. <laughs> yeah, we we grew up watching bum fights. Bum fights. That was that was a wild time. Um, there was a lot of bum fights that happened here in Amarillo. Yeah, I saw yeah. a lot of videos from bum fights in Amarillo. Shockingly amount. Well, we took a break and can't remember what we were talking about, so we're gonna pivot on to Adrian telling us a story about a crazy escapee. Did like did they, how far did they make it? Uh, not very far. They get shot? No. Oh. <laughs> no. Um, this is actually uh, this inmate from the Clemens unit. Okay, not Clements with the. T. I thought it was Clements. Clemens. Are there two okay, different there's ones? There's a there's a Clements unit here in Amarillo, but there's a Clemens unit in Brazoria. Which is, uh, is I don't even know where that place is. is South America? No, Brazoria (laughs) is in the um, Houston, Galveston, Victoria area, Hmm. down south. Okay, never heard of it. Um, and this this prison's been around for a long time. Um, but there is a inmate who recently escaped from there. There was a, a, they had another escape actually not too long ago back in October they had an inmate that uh, walked away from a work detail. Um, then of course two months later now here in December we have an inmate who is getting a visit from his mom, who used to be a former correctional officer, who still had an old state ID, TDCJ state ID. Uh, she goes to visit her son. 
she gives him a hoodie he puts it on and he walked out the unit with her with her with that fake state id okay or not it wasn't fake it was her state id that she had when she worked for us 20 years ago so he's just like i'm loretta and just walked out like that seems like he flashed it like he like when when covid hit so before covid we used to to enter the prison you had to physically hand your id to the officer who manned the front entrance Mm -hmm. but after covid they didn't want us handing each other ids to prevent you know covid from spreading so we weren't we were just going up to like a window and saying okay here's my id and we would just kind of like flash it right and so he pretty much did the same thing and he went and flashed the id of course you you don't you're not going to get a good look at it if you're just flashing it right so the officer i guess wasn't really paying attention and he just walked out with his mom they drove off um but you know they weren't very smart. They ended up just going home. <laughs> like, we're not going to check there. <laughs> you know? It's the first place you're going to check. Uh, yeah. So he was caught, like, you know, obviously the next day. I think he was only out for, like, a total of, like, eight or nine hours. That's no, crazy. That's the, that, what a horrible thing from COVID to keep at a yeah. prison. Not, you know, hey, we're not going to have people really identify themselves when they leave. We're just going to let them show us a driver's license and... Yeah, I, I never got the whole um, I'm going to escape from prison thing unless you're a mob boss or a cartel leader. You're going to have all the support you need. But if you're just some random guy, what the fuck are you going to do? Where are you going to go? Like, yeah. it makes no sense. Like, El Chapo had a, ton- a tunnel burrowed underneath his cell. And, and a, lot of these, a lot of these guys have no real good plan. Yeah, you know what I mean because um, they just don't want the cock like the last, anymore. The last like few escapes have been very spontaneous. They've either walked away from work detail, um, like I told you about the guy that walked away from the the prison in Lubbock and he went to a convenience store down the street and had somebody buy him a black and mild and a and a fountain drink <laughs> uh, he just walked away from work detail got himself yeah. some malt liquor yeah so he just went straight to panhandling <laughs> you yeah. know and and then you know the guy that escaped from Plainview, he did the same thing as this dude he he ended up going home you know like me personally if i'm an inmate and I'm escaping from prison. The first thing I'm doing is I'm either heading north towards Canada or I'm going south towards Mexico. I'm not staying in Texas, and I'm sure as hell not going home. No. I'm not going to go to the county of my conviction. I'm getting the hell out of Dodge. I'm trying to change my appearance. I'm trying to, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm going to be playing it smart. These these people don't play it smart. They're freaking idiots. <laughs> Not very bright. That's why they're there in the first place. Yeah. I uh, I don't I don't I don't think I could go to Mexico. I think if I had to choose and completely just leave the states and I'm stuck with going to Mexico or Canada, I think I'd go to Canada. No. <clears throat> I think I'd go to Canada. But wouldn't it hey. wouldn't it be uh wouldn't the wouldn't crossing the border of Canada be harder than Mexico, or is it about the same? I don't know. I've never. Well, if you go through on. like Montana, uh-huh. 
up there where nobody's at. So when we went to Glacier this past summer, and it has a sign pointing to Alberta. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> really? My buddies, I have some guys that are in the Montana National Guard I went to infantry school with, and they're like, yeah, dude, we'll go hiking and camping and just go to Canada and just walk through Glacier across the border into Canada. Because, I mean, there's nobody out there. Yeah. It's just forest. We go across the border and go into Canada and go to one of their towns or we go camping out there. He goes, we just cross the border and come back. Like, yeah. Nice. I mean, <laughs> people do that on the southern border all damn day. They just walk across. Nobody stops them. Nobody says shit. It's a little bit harder. I'm sure there's... You know, Abbott's put barriers. There's floating I mean, barriers. You, you've got to be a, a mountain man to get up there in Canada and yeah. Yeah. survive. <laughs> you do. See, I've never, I, I've never been out of the country, so I've never actually really been close to the border mm-hmm. of either side. So, um, Mexico is pretty easy. Canada, I imagine, apparently. Yeah, is I've been, I've been too. close to Mexico, been on the border down there, and then going through like customs and stuff. Yeah, but you wouldn't go through customs if you were trying to leave the country. But like airport and stuff, I I know that's not even relatable, but... But where would you go? Would you all end up in Canada, or would you end up in Mexico? Like, where could you stay for the next 10 years? I'd go to Mexico, because Canada is a lot more developed, and they're going to have more of a secure system, like government system, that might be able to... All right, maybe if I spend money here, I find a way to get a debit card or something. They're going to be able to track you, contact the U.S. That's true. Mexico's a lot more, hey, man, if you make it, you make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mexico's like, kudos, brother. You yeah. did good for that, you. Now, good that, for that's you. more wild, wild west down there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to go to Mexico for sure. Plus, I love Mexican food. So. Well, you can go to Mexico and then travel Mexican to another country. And get Mexican well, food I mean, in South had, Dakota. You had somebody. Shit. You had somebody from Amarillo who, you know, was charged with a crime or, uh, you know, in the early 90s who was basically hiding out in Mexico for over 20 years before he was caught. Wow. I mean, so... Who? What was his crime? You remember? Nock Van Tran, who supposedly killed his wife. Oh, man. In the... uh, The murderer. Killer. Yeah. How do you not know about this, James? I don't know. <laughs> Who supposedly killed his wife? Um, and again, I say supposedly because you know there's multiple stories that he didn't do it, and but of course there was evidence that strong evidence that uh, says otherwise. Led, led, yeah. That says otherwise. Um, Nothing says you didn't and do then, of it. Course, like leaving the country, right? And then <laughs> right, exactly. And then, but of course, you know. Um, you know, after after you know her her murder, he you know fled to Mexico and basically was hiding out there. And I believe he was. When was he caught? Was it twenty? Family, or, you were talking about that went to Me- or the guy that went to Mexico. Did he stay in Mexico? Because I feel like if I went to Mexico, I would go there, but then I would try to go to another country that yeah. was farther away from the United States. Like I'm going to go to. I don't. I don't know if he stayed Europe in or something. I don't know if he stayed in Mexico the entire time. I just know that that's where he was eventually caught, mm-hmm. and then of course uh, he was turned over to I, I guess U.S. Marshals or something like that. Um, so and that was in 2014, and I, I believe the the murder happened in like 93 or 94. 
So, I mean, he had been on the run for a while. So he was actually incarcerated and then somehow escaped or he no no, no he wasn't he an just escapee. Ran as soon as yeah he he ran after the the crime was committed okay. <clears throat> nothing else says you're guilty like that you know yeah it's different if it was a while and he was like oh i feel <clears throat> some heat because they're you know making me think that they're gonna charge me and i know i'm innocent so i'm gonna leave it's just like oh my wife was killed <laughs> see ya <laughs> that looks pretty bad yeah it does that's just it's scary there's not very many um, escapees around here. I, I remember there was one that made it to the Canadian River yeah, and then got caught. <laughs> we would always drive the loop when we would come into town, and I always had that fear that – because you'd see the sign that says, mm-hmm. don't pick up hitchhikers or don't pick up people like that. And I'd always be like, is today going to be the day we're going to see somebody? <laughs> are they wearing an orange jumpsuit? Like, how do you – that was always my thought is, how do you not know that the dude just escaped from prison? Because in every single movie you watch, it's really obvious to tell that they were in prison. You know, they're in orange jumpsuits and they have chains on them. So What like, do they do you... wear now, Adrian? What is their prison attire these days? It's a white uniform. Just white? Okay. Just white shirts, white pants. You just, that way they can bleach it to wash it? They need to go back to orange. <laughs> Orange is the new black. <laughs> I never understood that reference. Man. Like, why call the show Orange is the New Black? I don't know. It's a weird show. Anyways, what's going on in Colorado? I don't know. You mentioned it before we started. Oh, oh, we're not. We're gonna get into. We're gonna get into politics. Okay, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Fuck it. So, um, Colorado Supreme Court basically stated that. They are moving to remove Donald Trump from the ballot, even though technically they can't really remove him from the ballot. And the wording of it kind of shows that they're going to remove him from the ballot, but they're completely aware that it's going to get sent him to the national Supreme Court, to the actual Supreme Court. And so they're just kind of waiting for them to rule. I think it's fucking exciting. Well, Trump's ready. Trump's yeah. already ready for them yeah. to make the decision because he already put it on uh, Truth Social. Yeah, where, <laughs> where his where he was going to appeal the case, where it was going to get appealed, it was going to go to the Supreme Court. They were going to find out. All right, like realistically, if you rewatch his speech and right before it happened, whatever shit is getting sent through the media, like oh Trump, uh, he wanted this, you know, them to overtake the Capitol and overthrow the government. One that's bullshit. Yes. Like if you really like, whether you hate the guy or you like the guy, if you watch the full speech, you realize, like, what the hell? Like he yeah. never said go to the Capitol. So and they're like they're running there. They're taking you know? snippets and spinning it. They are. Way. Oh they yeah, are. create they're a narrative. Deleting. They they just did it with the uh, whole uh, immigration comment he made, yeah. and I and I can't. Yeah. Off the bat, tell you what he that's said. That's what I hate about politics. Right is there. because that's he, not politics. That's just bad journalism. Well, it it it's it's spinning a narrative, and that's poli- part of po- well, politics. the politicians yeah. are going with this narrative that the media is pushing out. Like a lot of these Democrats are going, "Oh, this is pushed out. Well, I'm going to go with it." And they yeah. go into the House chamber or whatever, and they they go with whatever the media tells them. Yeah. And a, that's probably one of the biggest problems with politics is the media controls a lot of the politicians. Yeah. Or the politics will go on a talk show and say something, and then the media will run with it. Yeah. And then the politicians will say, oh, well, the media is saying this, and I'm not really sure where they got that from. It's like, well, you just, you just said it and started it. 
And they're like, yeah, but the media is well, the yeah. one that's really pushing it. And I'm just supporting and re- regurgitating what all the media is Well, saying. it's going to be interesting next year to see how AI plays a, a role in this media disinformation oh, yeah. campaign. Because it's going to be crazy. Like, with, with things that may or may not have been said, yeah. AI is going to jump in and, and make it all realistic. And well, everyone's going to believe it. And it's just going to be another tool for people. Because you can... You can you can prompt AI to be left-leaning. You can prompt it to be very right-leaning. And right now, for example, like we have multiple different AIs and what should be the most conservative AI, just because it's something that's put out by Elon Musk, Grok, is actually more left and woke, but it's because it's taking what is real-time on the internet as opposed to backlogging things that were over a year ago, because I think like ChatGPT's last update, or it has access to stuff up until January of 2022, I think was the date that it said. Hmm. But Grok is everything live, and like right now on the internet, it's a lot of. But do you think that's gonna stuff play a factor in into the presidential race next no. year? No. With no. the me- with the media, I don't think kind AI, of storm that's going to be created. I don't think AI will have much. I think we'll see a lot of very very obvious. election disinformation and misinformation that's generated by AI yeah. made by human prompting, but it's going to be like all the other stuff. Like I, I just think I, there it's are a variable of, that's going to, it's going to play a part. I mean, it, it's too, too big now. You know, we talked a little bit earlier about um, ACTs and ASVAB and I, I'm with you. It's just like, I had shit for that. But then I meet people now that it's like, you believe some of this shit that other people are saying, how did you, you did worse than I did. <laughs> On these things, because there's some people that believe anything. In college, what I've noticed, and I know I'm not the greatest when it comes to academics and whatnot, but at least I know I'm a free think free thinker. Because when I when I'm when I'm at this university at U of L, there's 25,000 kids there. Mm -hmm. But when I'm in a lecture hall in a history or political science class, you have all these kids. Like I'm not even gonna lie, when we get our test scores, these kids are. 96 like they're straight a students but they're so controlled by these universities and stuff they're just locked in and uh i was talking to my aunt earlier and she was like i read this uh article that a lot of these bosses and ceos or whoever's in charge of these big corporations would rather not hire those people because they're just they're just locked in Mm -hmm. they they think they know it and they've got it right you get you get somebody who's like like i i told her i said when i take a test and it's the dumbest thing I could do, but I can't help but do it, is when I see a question, they're like, all right, well, this is the answer. They give me the test, and I see that question. I'm like, well, why can't it be this answer? Why does it have to be what you're telling me? Like, Because I don't agree with what you're telling me because I don't think that's right. And in political science, that's what's hard about those big universities is being there and experiencing it is you get told what is right, and when you take – your finals or your exams, all these like very liberal students are doing. They're like, that's right. That helped me pass. So it has to be right. So when I go vote or mm-hmm. when I express my opinions or views, Hey, I was told that's the correct way. And it's right because this person with a doctorate degree told me it was right. Why does that make any sense? That's you have your own opinion because political science is the reason I dropped it from my major. was like, this is all based on opinion, but we're listening to this one professor right. who tells us what is right. And if we don't agree with it, then you fail. You fail, yeah. You fail. 
And yeah. That's such a damn good point. That's a very good point. Because it is. It's it's subjective. And it's not it's not you're teaching them how to navigate through political theories and you're not teaching them about political history. It is it's okay, are you affirming what I believe and what mm-hmm. I've told you to believe and then you pass. As opposed to are you coming at me with any kind of rationalism right. at no. all. They're just no. teaching to, to a curriculum. It's narcissists that, that are sitting there saying, I'm right. Everyone agree with yeah. me. I'm grading you. You don't agree with me, so you're wrong. You agree with me, so I'm right. And it's just Marilyn Manson in the, in the 90s sucking their own dick. I, I knew it as soon as I walked <laughs> in the lecture hall. So I walk in, and I see. So it blew my mind going to L in the first place, being a big liberal city. So I'm walking into class, and I sit in the class, and I actually see dudes with long black fingernails, fishnet nipple rings and i'm like and and i'm in a i'm in a red flannel with boots and jeans on i walk in there and i'm like son of a bitch yeah. <laughs> like i'm screwed i'm gonna fill this class he was like well sh- i can't get my nipples pierced now they'll know i'm copying i don't know yeah, all yeah, the- yeah, yeah. yeah i don't so, know all the genders so i we get in there and, and it's a political debate class mm. it's it's one of our requirements we have to learn how to communicate in front of people so we get up there and we're talking and uh, the professor gets to assign you a topic that you have to defend, whether you agree with it or not. So everybody gets their topics that they, w- that he is- that they would agree with. Right. He's like, oh, you're liberal? Well, I want you to defend illegal immigration, just a random topic. And then he gets to me, and he goes, oh, he actually says this word for word. He goes, I bet you're a little bit conservative. I'm going to have you do this. He doesn't know me. I just got to class. But he sees what I'm wearing and Stereotypes. goes, he goes, and then I, he, he goes, hey, you're going to defend this. So I'm out of a 230-person class in this big lecture hall. I'm in the front trying to defend this conservative viewpoint this professor gave to me. And I kind of got a, like frustrated, not that I disagreed with it, but more that, dude, he just singled me out in front of 229 other people. Yeah. And it screwed me because I'm leaving class and 15 students are stopping me on campus going, hey, do you actually believe it? Hey, if you believe that, you're fucked up. Hey, you're, are you a racist? Like, they're asking me these random ass questions. Right. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, like, and, like uh, were the, you in the same class that I was just in? Did you not listen the professor, to this? The professor's like almost set you up for failure. Yeah. And that's, and it, it, it sucks. <laughs> You just gotta play the game to get the grade. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a shitty system. It is it? a very shitty system. Well, not even then. You can't even play the game to get the grades because you end up losing your own sense of self worth, just pandering to a bunch of sixty. 50 if you let it, if you let it, men dissolve your self worth. You can just I don't put on your put on your mask how, and take it off when you leave. I don't know how anyone, but think back to when you were 18, 19 years old. You can't do that. You can't fake it like that unless you're staying at home and driving and then you just go to classes. But to live in that type of environment is just That's why I went from on campus and went online because I was like, I'm getting nothing from being on campus. Yeah, Yeah, it's... It's not like going to tech where the worst thing you can get is Raider Rash. That's an STD. (laughs) (laughs) It's very prevalent in Lubbock. Be very careful. Yeah, don't go there. That's the asshole of Texas. No, Lubbock is Lubbock a, is not the asshole. We're actually going to be there tomorrow. We'd it's be the, the we'd be like the taint. <laughs> it's the arm. The taint would be the I twenty seven strip from Amarillo to Lubbock, and then what would we be then? See, Texas Tech what originally was supposed to be in Amarillo, but we turned it down. 
voted against it, and Lubbock is where it is, where it always has been. It would have been so much bigger if it were here because we have two interstates that go through our city, but I just hate the people that are there for the most part. The fans are terrible. You go to a football game there, you're wearing the opposing colors. You're going to get batteries thrown at you. You're going to get shit thrown at you, literal shit. Tortillas. (laughs) Tortillas. I've heard of those. Um, I've heard of those. It's just... It's a butt. It's fucking great. <laughs> it's it's so the cornhole much, of Texas. It's anyway. so much fun. Anyway. Parties in Lubbock at Tech. So Tech parties are some great, great parties, though. They are. I don't care who you are. Probably a lot but better yeah. than OU. Can't spell cocksucker without OU. Aren't you original? No, I love that, though. I saw it on a shirt in, like, 2007, and I thought it was the best thing ever. You guys enjoy being the redheaded stepchildren it's of the so state bad. of Texas? It's so bad. All right, so we're going to end the podcast with a bracket. All right, this is going to be the things we think we'd be great at that we've never tried. So then if we have tried it, do we get to vote? Like, do we get to have an opinion? I mean, I don't see why not. All right, I like I mean, the answer. Okay. Chime in. <laughs> Chime in. Because I know for sure there's one of them that both of you have tried. Matter of fact, you're both trying <laughs> you're both trying it right now. So mm, interesting. Alright. So starting with number one versus number sixteen. Being a GM of a sports team versus number sixteen doing a backflip. Oh, oh fuck. I I think I would be much more successful being the GM of a sports team than doing a backflip right now. Same. I mean, I'm going to break my fucking neck. <laughs> I've never been able to do a backflip. N- neither Same. have I. I've Same. tried. I've led organizations before, teams yeah. and things like yeah. that, so I mean, let's I, just go there. I manage things daily. Yeah. I think that one's I think that one's pretty obvious. I tried it off of a like off of a high dive. I tried doing a backflip once and just really it hurt so Can bad. you do a backflip? I cannot. I would pick the GM for yeah. the sports team. So that's unanimous right there. Yeah. Yeah. Unanimous. Being a GM is gonna move on. Uh number three. Owning a bar versus number fourteen oh. fighting. <laughs> I'd rather fight. I'd rather fight. I'd rather I, fight. I'm, I'm so good at just talking shit and yeah. then getting my ass kicked. <laughs> so, like, so, like, when's that not entertaining? Is when you see somebody who always has to just talk their shit when they're yeah. drunk and then get their ass beat. Like, it's just funny. Well, and have y'all ever watched Bar Rescue? <laughs> yes. That, yeah. that seems terrible to have to run a bar. Like, the, I don't, I don't, that I go to, but I, I'm are, in bed by like 11 most nights. I don't want to stay up till four. I don't want to deal with that. If I'm running a bar, it is just like a fight and you're going to experience fights every night yeah so i'm choosing you'd rather run a bar running a would bar. you have food yes i've always wanted to own a bar anyway so yeah. i don't know a lot of bars i've been to a lot of the guys that own it are never actually there it's usually the workers that deal with That's the true. fights and stuff that so i feel true. like if i own yeah, it i'm exactly. never i'm not gonna get that full yeah. bar <laughs> experience yeah. but if you're fighting i mean well, says, and I, I read that as one fight like owning a bar versus being in a fight is that uh, is it one fight or is it like fighting? It just says for a fighting. Living? It just says fighting. Okay, because if it's fighting for a living, I think I'm going to choose owning a bar now because otherwise it'll be fucking brain. I damage. remember it's, it's things that we've never tried, and I've never tried owning a bar, but I think I would be great at it. Yeah, I'd I'd love that. Like trying MMA, like I don't know, <laughs> might be good at it, might be really bad at it. 
I'd be better at owning a bar. I think I'd fight. probably yeah, be better at owning a bar. I would a, like to go to MMA and get my ass kicked and say, at yeah. least I tried it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Give the old, the old college try. So owning, I, owning, I think a owning a bar ones. Owning, so, owning a bar is so moving on. So I feel on. like I'm misunderstanding this whole bracket. So what is it again? Okay, so it's uh, <laughs> things we think we'd be great at, but it's it's supposed to be things that we've never tried. That we've never tried. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. So number eight, being the last person on Earth versus number nine, scamming people. <laughs> I'm gonna scam people. I've I've scammed people, <laughs> so <laughs> I can't say I've never done that. But selling a high schooler a dead vape. <laughs> there you go. Or back in middle school, I sold a, a broken PlayStation. Yeah, I've done that. I yeah. s- I stole a watch from my sister's boyfriend and sold it to my eighth grade teacher. Damn! Damn. So what? Were you in eighth grade? Yes. Even I was better. in the I was in the eighth grade. What at kind Travis. of watch was this? It was like a fossil watch. Oh shit! <laughs> like for a teacher to want that, I don't know. Oh, that had to have been a good hilarious. watch. She wanted it for her son. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, man, this thing's gonna be great. Um, I spent like six Steven weeks. Ass. I got fifty bucks off that watch. There you go. <laughs> That's yeah. all profit too. That's some good margins. I spent like six weeks um, in a multi-level marketing, so that counts as scamming people. <laughs> Were you a part of a pyramid scheme at one point? Yeah. Yeah. So it just. <laughs> Damn, James, that's what I just said. But what, which one was it? Um, I did the Herbalife one for a little bit. Because I, like, I, like, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to try it. And I couldn't. I didn't want to anymore. It was just a waste of time and effort. Yeah, all y'all were into that bullshit. No. Who's all of us? Uh, just people. Just dumbass people. There's still a lot of people that do Herbalife and make a ton of money because of multi-level marketing. Cap. Um, that's no cat. Because I know they don't have. I know some of these people, and they don't have any other skill other than scamming people. There was like a drink that I remember a friend was trying to sell me, and it had like minerals from a a lava eruption in some foreign country, and it was supposed to bring you energy and all this bullshit. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing you could try to sell. Okay, that's dumb. Herbalife isn't dumb. It's just you have to be dumb to buy it. But it's a simple (laughs) fucking. It's a shake. Like, well, it's a meal replacement gonna, shake. Of course you're going to lose weight. You're fucking... You're replacing a meal with a shake. Exactly. You're, you're essentially s- starving yourself, which is going to shrink your stomach. Exactly. That's not... That's, <laughs> that that makes sense. I mean, you're selling people truth as opposed to minerals from Uganda or whatever the hell your friend <laughs> yeah. was selling. Um, I would not do well at being the last person alive. Dear God, no. I would drive myself insane. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't do that. Mm-mm. I wouldn't want to. So scamming people moving on. (laughs) Scamming people is moving on. All right. Number six, porn. (laughs) Versus number 11, dressing good. That's terrible grammar. (laughs) Oh, that's well. Those are two good ones, though. You could do both. (laughs) I've never tried porn. I've tried sex. Does that count? I think I would be great at it. I have tried dressing good, and I I feel like I do. I feel like I'm a good dresser. I'd have to say so. Dre- I'm gonna go with porn. <laughs> I'm gonna say dressing good. 
I could be the camera guy. Yeah, I as, as a as a Production. guy as a guy in porn, I don't know if I could be a porn star. Yeah, there's yeah. there's no there's no way I could do you know porn how, well. You know, you know how <laughs> Everybody loves lesbian porn, so oh, I'm going with go. porn. Uh, there you go. That's true. <laughs> That's, that's kind of phoning it in there, Adrian. That's a little that's a little weak. No, I'm gonna definitely say uh, dressing well. Dressing, dressing well good. for sure. I would be better at that than porn. But, but the porn that I mean, they they inject themselves with like needles and stuff that's to, true. Yeah, that's to true. keep those erections. Like that's I don't want to do that. Yeah, dressing not well. And me. they're on steroids. They are. I mean, like everybody's on right. steroids nowadays. I'm the only one addicted to porn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> dressing good is moving on. Uh, number five. <laughs> this is so fucking fucked up. <laughs> Women's sports <laughs> versus number twelve being a vagabond. 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 Yeah. I don't even know what the fuck that what is. What is a vagabond? It's like a, it's like a homeless similar person. To, oh, a homeless person. Okay. So Think of the song homeless. from uh, Lion King. So being a professional women's athlete yeah. or being a homeless so person? Which one do we think we would be better at that we've never tried? What's the difference? I've tried women's sports. <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like the three I've of never us... tried being homeless, and I wouldn't want to try being homeless, so I know I wouldn't be great at it. I would so. be great at women's sports. That's Women's that's sports. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd rather be like a Brittany Griner yeah, than be, yeah. Than be homeless. <laughs> I would be a shitty homeless person. I yeah. I hate the cold. I hate the heat. I would just I would kill myself. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna go with uh, women's sports also. All right, women's sports. Moving on. Yes. All right, number seven, drug dealing, <laughs> versus number ten, being a trial lawyer. Whew. Oh, I'd be such a better trial lawyer than a drug dealer. Trial lawyer. I think same. Um, I would be a way better lawyer. I yeah. would I would get caught so fast yeah, if I, I was yeah. dealing drugs. <laughs> Default, I got to go with the trial lawyer. Trial lawyer for sure. All right. I feel like I could probably set up a good management structure and system for drug dealing, but then the whole like trying to find like I don't know how you gain I don't know how you would gain customers without getting caught. Right. Like and you market, tough. you just drive around with a sign and Certain neighborhoods, we'd we'd all get caught within twenty four hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But trial lawyer would be fun. Right. I just wanted to say objection. <laughs> <laughs> all right, being a trial lawyer is moving on. Number four, giving oral <laughs> versus number thirteen, rapping. <laughs> I've tried both. I've tried both. I've tried oral, and I know I'm great at it. <laughs> I've never tried to rap, and I think I would be great at it. So I'm going to go with rapping. I have a question. Trash. Do you feel like you would be great at rapping because you know you're great at oral? Yes. <laughs> got him. I got told I was a <laughs> munch by a girl, so, <laughs> so I was, I'm pretty sure Pac-Man. I was good at it. <laughs> Not a minch, a munch? <laughs> I was a munch. <laughs> a munch. She was like, you're really good. So I was like, I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume I'm pretty good at oral <laughs> yeah i have to go with rapping yeah i mean done both but i feel if i if, if i put more time into rapping i would be a good rapper next m&m right here <laughs> fucking bitch no i would do oral 
Definitely oral. Or over rapping. So much. I would be so much better at that than rapping. Get me in front of people while trying to rap. Nope. I could not get <laughs> yeah. a single verse yeah. out. We're tied. We're yeah, deadlocked. Me underneath, you know, me underneath the covers. Nobody watching me. Get magic done. Me standing up on stage. So you're saying that you've thing. never done oral, but you would be good at it. No, I've done both. So I have to choose which one I feel like I would do better. Nice. I'm going to have rapped. What kind of oral? Frick it, frick let's, it. let's be specific here. Well, whatever kind doesn't make my jaw hurt as much. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. How else do you do oral except for eating out? You got to get a little bit of ass if you're doing it the right way. Oh, but <laughs> how would you rap? Are you? You know, we're not talking about like presents. Well, no shit. We're talking about like <laughs> fucking bee rabbit shit. And beat rabbit. Eight mile. You mean to tell me you could stand up and rap better than you could get out? Yes, when I'm drunk, yes, I can. Ask Adrian. I'm thinking of the eight mile, like getting on a stage like that. And I'm like, no, I'd freeze up. I wouldn't know what to say. I couldn't do it. But honestly, if you put me on a stage in front of people and said, hey, eat out this girl, (laughs) I'd be like, okay. Like, that's going to be way easier than rapping in front of all these people. It's just there. Throw some powdered sugar on it. (laughs) Be done. Does this room smell like fish? <laughs> All right, so we're tied. Adrian said we got to choose. Which one are you choosing? We're going to go back. We're going to vote one more time. Hopefully James will change his mind and come back to realization. Mm-mm. I'm going to go with... Just go with the oral, y'all. Just... No, there is no y'all. It's you and Adrian are both <laughs> saying rap. Shut up. And I'm not going to lie, I'm going to throw some a little more support behind Adrian's side of rap than I will yours there, Snowflake. Oh, why is that? Because I'm white? Yes! I'm tra- <laughs> yes! That's exactly why. Because I've seen you two-step, and hot damn, it is not attractive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we can come back you to You are it. white, so you are Ben Affleck. You know that? <laughs> Fucking bitch. Just, uh... Yeah, or, let's come, oral, go ahead. Do we have another one we can come back around right, to? Well, let's no, come we'll, back we'll, around we'll to. We'll let oral move on. We'll All let right. oral move on. No, no problem. All right. So number two, kicking field goals. Uh, we know somebody. Versus number fifteen, being a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I've done both, and I, I'm much better at teaching than I was ever at kicking field goals. Done yeah, both. field goals. Yeah, field goals. Yeah. I have. Done both. I well, I've never tried kicking a field goal actually. Really? No. I feel like you'd be. But I think I would be great at it. You know, because I've, I've I'm a athletic person, and I think that I could probably do it. So I'll yeah. say kicking a field I, goal. I say field goals. I've kicked field goals for fun. I feel like if I practiced enough, I'd be okay. Not no, good, but uh, once you learn efficient. the technique, I think it actually gets really easy. So yeah. like, as long as you go out there and do it, yeah, I think it's really easy once once you figure it out. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Field goes moves on. All right, starting back up at the top of the bracket. Number one, being a GM of a sports team, versus number nine, scamming people. I think it's a lot easier to scam people. I think I would be much better at scamming people than being a GM. GM of a sports team. Yeah, I'm gonna say GM of a sports team. Same GM. Yeah. Assemble a roster, coaching staff. Players, I, yep. I could be the dickhead that be like, "Nah, bro, like get yeah, out of get here. The fuck You're out. not good. <laughs> get the fuck out." Just like Coach Coach Prime says, "You can't yeah. fucking play here. You <laughs> suck. Get out." Yeah, 
Right. <laughs> See, and I think it's easier because people buy anything. <laughs> True. All right. Number three, owning a bar versus number 11, dressing good. Owning a bar. I feel like I would do better with uh, Same. owning a bar. I'm Same. Running a bar. Owning I'm a bar. I'm uh, dressing good. Because it kind of goes with being a GM as well. Like you're, you're managing. You're putting the pieces together. You're putting the hot waitress you have to hire, hot bartender you have to hire. And you've got to figure out your menu, your drinks. It's the same thing as saying you got to find out the nice pants to match with the nice shirt. Yeah. And you got to figure out which watch is going to go well because you're wearing this jacket. I I would be better with uh, the bar assembly. I owe bar. All right. I think the bar is moving on. It's because dressing good. (laughs) I I think think dressing, dressing, dressing good is a horrible way of saying it. I think dressing good... It's stupid to have on this thing. So, all right, number five, women, women's sports versus number four, giving oral. I'm gonna say giving oral. I'd be better at women's sports. I've already done oral. You know, I don't know. I don't know if I've you would tried necessarily. Both. There's what a am lot I of... best at? Well, shit, I'm good at both. Fuck. Oh shit! <laughs> I think I think we need to be careful about the women's sports because there's a lot more dudes in women's sports now. Well, I can't hit but a I'm softball. Less... <laughs> if if, if less... a legit softball player is throwing at me, I'm not oh, yeah. hitting that yeah. shit. That's like... a really good point. If I play with like college level softball, I ain't I'm, I ain't I'm doing not... a damn thing. Oh, I mean, I'm hitting that shit uh, I'm, uh, easily. Oh well, <laughs> yeah, maybe orally. <laughs> I'm, it, I'm less likely to get an STD oh by playing women's sports, so I'll go with women's sports. I'm going to go Facts. oral because you just... Motherfucker. You kind of... You kind of... Women's sports. Women's sports. Women's sports is moving on. All right. <laughs> uh, number... I disagree that you could hit a woman's softball pitch. Oh, pitched yeah. by a professional player. <laughs> or oh, yeah. Co- collegiate softball pitcher i don't think you they can only pitch ball. like fucking 60 miles an hour yeah from a 70. significantly shorter distance so it's That's equivalent true. to 95 miles an hour i i i would bet a you a hundred dollars i can hit a baseball not. 80 That's, 90 miles per you're, hour you're st- i'm a I'm hundred dollars a hundred dollars a hundred dollars i right. will call up somebody I'll, pi- I'll pitch to you right now all right let's do it see if see if you hit it <laughs> all right number Ten being a lawyer versus number two kicking field goals. Being a trial lawyer, lawyer field goals versus number two field goals field all the goals. way. If I put more time into that, I'd definitely be better. I think field goal kicker for sure. Yeah, trial lawyer. Yeah, he would. I could see that. It's up to you, Adrian. <sighs> Come on, Adrian. My life. And you go with arguing with people, lying, or kicking a ball. I would be too stressed out trying to be a lawyer. I'll go with field goals. It's just a professional liar. It's yeah. all it is. That's but if you're all good, it is. But if you're a good field goal kicker and you're kicking in front of like 90,000 people, could yeah. you make that field goal? Oh, <laughs> nope. yeah. See, yeah, I'd get – like I, I'm pretty sure every time I went out for a field goal, I had piss dribbling out. <laughs> like every time. There's never a time I went out there and was like, yeah, I'm going to hit this. This would be yes. easy. All right. Here's like, dear God, what am I doing? Dear Keep God, your head down. So <laughs> we're, pee, we're, we're at the quarterfinals now. Okay. Laces out. So we have number one being a GM of a sports team versus women's sports. GM of a sports team? 
GM of a sports team. GM. <laughs> GM of a sports team. GM. Number three, owning a bar versus number two, kicking field goals. Kicking field goals. Owning a bar. Owning a bar. Kicking field goals. Damn. Because uh, <laughs> you got to think, I I mean, if you think it's, it's like a college level, what would be easier to do for me? Well, I would have to go back to being in high school. But you could go play for an NAI, yeah. like duty yeah. league school. Yeah, hell, I could go play for the coll- Dusters when we had the Dusters. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. technically, you, you could still be a collegiate athlete. Yeah, and it yeah. would be a lot easier for me to go do that than it is than it would be for me to raise up my own money and fund and buy and build my own bar. So I'm going to say kick and field goes because I think that would be easier than getting a running a bar. Yeah, I don't know. I think owning and running a bar would be easier. Especially if you're kicking field goals at the highest level. We're not. This is not at the highest level. This is just being able well, to kick field it's goals. It's not specific. No, so you don't have to make it you're the fucking Dallas Cowboys or you're the San Francisco 49ers field goal kicker. It could be you're, yeah, what if you're, Albu- you're the Albuquerque Isotopes field goal kicker. Or what if you're just some random dude who's a cop who knows how to just kick <laughs> field goals really far. What if you're in prison? And it's Adam Sandler shows up. He's like, I need you to kick field goals. Longest yard. Yeah. Unless you're Brucey or something. And then you're going to get that onside <laughs> kick that's legendary. <laughs> All right. Field goals it is. Field goals it is. <laughs> Great bracket. All right. Being a GM versus kicking field goals. This is the final. <laughs> kicking field goals. Kick, kick that fucking pigskin. <laughs> Fire that fucking pigskin. I'm going to switch. I'm going to say GM over the field goals because I feel like if you're a GM of a sports team, I'm comparing it to, all right, you're a GM of a real sports team, and then if you're going to compare it to a field goal kicker, you're going to be a field goal kicker for a big team. Like, you're going to be the legit field goal kicker. And I think I'd be a better GM than an NFL field goal kicker. Yeah, definitely. So I'm going to switch up last second. I'm still going with GM. I think it it would be much easier to run an organization versus kicking a ball. Through, you know, an upright. I think if I'm, if I have to choose between the two, of what I would be better at, it would probably be being a field goal kicker, because the amount no, of work lose. it would take to get into being a billionaire to own, or no, no, we're not talking about owner. We're talking about GM. Yeah, no, fuck that field goal kicker. Well, GM, it is. Yeah. GM is a is the winner of the bracket tonight. That was a good one. Yeah, that wasn't bad. That was a good one back and forth. I like that <laughs> one. Barstool's picking up their games with choosing their There's brackets. There's no Christmas ones, huh? Worst presents. Okay, worst presents. Let's is it a bracket of the worst presents? Let's just talk about worst presents. Let's not do a bracket. I still think the best presents are socks. Underwear. You can, you can always get a good pair. Of, no, because what if they buy you, like, tidy whities or you don't wear briefs, Shit. and you play the. You, I only wear briefs, and they buy me boxers. I think but. the worst presents are gift cards, like because there's really no meaning behind them. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Second. It's like a last second. Oh fuck you! I didn't know what to get you, so here's a fucking gift card. You know, like 
<laughs> so, you know, I, I like gift cards. Or what's even worse is just money. Like, at least gift cards are to a store or a certain business you can go. And... See, and I, I prefer that rather than someone trying to think of something that I like and just getting it completely wrong and then me thinking, wow, you know absolutely nothing about me. I'd rather get money yeah. so I yeah. can buy my own thing. Yeah. Because you ever ha- told somebody you wanted something, they got it, and you were like... Well, it's not exactly what I wanted. I, it'd be better if I went and got it because right. I know exactly what I want. Right? Isn't it like is like what's the meaning behind like how do you give gifts? Do you want to give a gift the same way you want to receive gifts? Because I like giving people exactly what they want. I'd rather somebody give me cash, and I'd be okay giving them cash. Yeah. So that's yeah. just my opinion on that one. Yeah. Or nothing at all. Or just yeah. don't buy me shit. Don't that buy way me. I don't any- have to buy you shit. Yeah, exactly. That's how I would really prefer it. Yeah, presents suck. Getting gifts suck. I hate giving gifts. Yeah. I hate, let me rephrase. I hate giving individual gifts because I feel like I'm going to get something wrong. But like for a lot of the staff that I work with and everything, I got them gifts because it was really simple. I got them a lotion from Bed Bath & Beyond or a Bath & Body Works that was simple. And I got them a cup. And I had a monogram, blessed to work with Jared Scott. And then on the back it says BWT. What the fuck? BTWWJS. Yeah. A little 20 ounce. I'm sure they're going to run over that with no, an automobile. No, they absolutely loved it. They were, all, they, were drinking, they were drinking their coffees from it, <laughs> walking around campus with it. Yeah, they loved it. They're blessed. I don't know. Getting a like a article of clothing that's too small for you. Like someone... Buys you a shirt, and, and it's not your fit. size. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. Or a jacket or a hoodie that's too small. Or you outgrow in a year. Yeah, like, I hate that. I hate that shit. Yeah. Or it just doesn't match anything you would ever wear at all. They've never seen yeah. you in anything like that because you've never worn anything like that. But they're like, I think this will look good on you. And they're wrong. They're so wrong. Do y'all like the white elephant gifts? No. We, both families, like Kaylin's side and my side, we, we have that. We have to buy a gift and a white elephant it. That's what, I, we, that's what we do every year because our family's just so big. Yeah, and They're fun. I've, I have more fun with those than I do anything else. It's just some people put more effort into it than others. Yeah, and that's what sucks about it. Because we, like, we did that recently for my wife's Christmas party for her work and we did like this musical chairs thing and we passed around the gifts whoever it landed on did it several times and the gift that i got was two lottery tickets nice two ten dollar lottery tickets which i didn't win (laughs) of course but we went through a lot of thought and a lot of effort to get a gift that was nice that fit the realm of of um, what everybody was expecting. But yeah, lottery tickets, don't do that. But if the lottery that's, ticket that's won, shit. you'd have been happy. Man, come on, man. How many motherfucking times are they going to fucking hit? Never. That's true. Remember that one friend we had? Buy yeah. lottery tickets all the time, like daily. $20, $30. We'd go weeks at a time and be like, yeah, I've lost like $600. And then he'd hit one for like 1000 and be like, man, this is paying off. I like the white elephant gifts. I think they're good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, all our lovely listeners in Lebanon and other places, uh, we appreciate you listening in. This is our last podcast tonight. We'll do another one soon. Peace.